welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 256, Implicit versus Explicit Peer Pressure. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited to be recording this episode. I'm actually in Cancun, Mexico right now recording this episode. I'm about to host my first international sober retreat and a live AF retreat in Cancun at an all-inclusive adults-only luxury resort. <laughs> and I'm very, very excited about it. I got in a day early and everybody else arrives this afternoon and we're kicking it off with a welcome dinner and we've got all sorts of fun things planned. And I just absolutely love this place. Everybody gets an oceanfront king suite with a balcony. It's like a large studio apartment and it's amazing. And there's this little thing that they have called the magic box. And if you call down to room service in the morning, you can say, can you please deliver me a pot of coffee with cream and put it in the magic box? And they say, okay. And then 15 minutes later, you hear them putting your little coffee in this little magic box and you go in and it's literally like a box, a hole in the wall with a door and you open it up and there your coffee is, y'all. It is everything. (laughs) It is everything. And I just love it so much. And then when you're done, you put it back in and you turn on the light and then it magically disappears. <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, it's just amazing. So anyway, I wanted to talk about implicit versus explicit peer pressure. And when I want to first, before I get into what that means, I want to define what implicit and explicit means. So implicit means there's, it's more of like this um, subtle peer pressure. So for an example around alcohol is if you're all out with your friends or something at dinner and you're in a, you know, nice restaurant or something, there's a big, nice, beautiful bar. um, The server's offering drinks. Everybody around you is drinking. And internally you say, everybody else is drinking. I want it too. And then you order. Okay. It's not like everybody is pressuring you. It's this It's more of like, this is the vibe, the situation that I'm in, and I don't want to be left out. So that's more of an internal pressure that you put on yourself, right? Or the the ways that you think about it. Explicit means there's actual pressure that's happening. So your friends, you might say, no, I don't want to drink. And then your friends are like, come on, why aren't you drinking? Or we should all order, you know, this drinks and everybody has to and blah, blah, blah. So it's more of like an explicitly telling you something that you should do. Okay. So that's the difference. Most of the time for us, for people like you and me, um, I don't really experience this much anymore because it's been five years since I gave up alcohol, but a lot of my clients mostly experience implicit pressure. Okay, so most of the time, I would say, you know, three quarters of the time, it's this internal pressure that we put on ourselves 
and think in ways that if we don't do it, then we're going to be left out or we're not going to have as much fun. But most of the time, it's not the explicit. There are some. There's always, you know, everybody has that friend or that family member that's like, what? You're not drinking? Come on. what? You're not an alcoholic. One drink won't hurt you. It's the holidays. That's that's the explicit. They're very clearly pressuring you to have a drink. Okay? So it's good to know the differences because the implicit peer pressure is very subtle. Um, it's very quiet. And it can happen very quickly. Quickly. So one of my clients was sharing um, a story about when she was recently out with a big group of friends and they were at a Mexican place and there was some special margarita on the menu. And, you know, she wasn't planning on drinking and everybody went around the table. I think she was one of the last people to order. And they're like, I'll have that specialty margarita. And then literally one by one around the table, I'll have it too. I'll have it too. I'll have it too. And then by the time it got to her, it's like, okay, I'll have it too. Because in that quick second like that, we don't want to be the only ones not doing something, which is 100% normal. Okay. Like our human condition wants to be part of the pack. We're pack animals. Okay. And we don't want to separate ourselves from the pack because there's, there's legit fear there. Um, this is a very primal kind of like fear that we have that we'll be kicked out of the clan, right? That, you know, we'll lose our friendship group, we'll be different than them, and we'll be exiled. Okay, that's a legit primal fear that we have. So that's why in that second, you're like, okay, I'll have one too, right? When you really probably didn't want to, and nobody is telling you to. This is just the vibe, the energy of the situation that you're in that makes those decisions difficult because we always want to belong, right? I experienced this not around alcohol, but wearing a face mask. I was at a conference just a month ago and I was getting ready to go on a big international trip and I didn't want to get sick. <laughs> and, you know, it's at the beginning of the, the cold season, right? And COVID numbers have started kicking up and I go into this conference and nobody's wearing a mask. And I hear everybody start coughing and sneezing like right around me. There's somebody sick that's at my table and, you know, they're claiming it's not anything contagious, but, you know, <laughs> my mind starts spinning out because I, I brought masks to wear and I didn't want to put that mask on because I didn't want to be different than anybody else. I noticed my brain doing that. I'm like, I don't want to be exiled. I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be the prima donna. I don't want to be the one that's different. That's implicit pressure. Okay. That I was doing that to myself. Nobody was saying, don't wear a mask. Okay. Can you guys, do you guys hear the difference? Nobody was saying you can't wear a mask. Okay. I was doing that to myself because I didn't want to be different. And so, and you're, when you're trying to do things differently, if you're trying to honor yourself and you notice that nobody else around you is doing something, you can put that pressure on yourself. And it's hard to overcome that. I just want to call that out. It is hard. It's uncomfortable, right? I still put the mask on. <laughs> and I just had to decide in that moment, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I care about myself. I care about protecting myself. And if that means, you know, I'm putting this mask on, I'm the only one in a group of 300 people wearing a mask, then that's what it's going to be. And I did. And then I, you know, did some other things too. I removed myself from the room, gave myself breaks from the big crowds and stuff like that, just to, cause I didn't want to get sick. You know, that was the most important thing to me. So when you're thinking about cutting back on your alcohol consumption, 
you want to consider that like you there's this implicit explicit pressure that we know about now right we're a little bit more clear on what that sounds like and then how do you overcome it right so you have to go into it knowing that that might happen right if you're going into a big holiday party or a social situation or heck you're at an all inclusive retreat in mexico maybe you're not with me on this retreat or this this trip and you're trying to cut back but literally everybody around you is drinking how do you stand out and say no how do you do that right you first have to work on releasing and letting go of what your worry about what other people are going to think you really have to practice that you can practice in semi less intense environments you know maybe it's something that you wear or something that you do in your regular everyday life where you're kind of, you know, supporting yourself versus worrying about what other people might think. So practice doing that in smaller, less pressure types of situations so that you can get comfortable doing that. I'm very, very versed. <laughs> I'm very well practiced at not worrying about what other people think. I, I think I need to clarify that. My mind still has those thoughts about what other people are going to think, just like it did in that crowded room at that conference when I was the only one that was going to wear a mask, right? But I am practiced at not listening to that shit <laughs> and still honoring myself and what's good for me, okay? So that's not that difficult, even though I noticed it, it did feel uncomfortable in that conference to, to go ahead and put the mask on. But I'm... I put myself in uncomfortable situations all the time. I'm okay with being uncomfortable. It's my, I know that it's my own mind that's doing that. It's trying to protect me. And so it's easier for me to work through that than maybe somebody who's not practiced, right? I've got over five years now under my belt of doing this stuff and doing this work and living and doing all the things that I teach you all. So I don't want to paint this picture that, oh, it's just easy. Just stop worrying what other people think. It's not. It takes effort. It takes practice. And it takes awareness of you being willing, willing to look at your mind when you're in those situations and like observing it and how it's thinking. Okay. So the next time you're in a group situation or you're in a crowd of people and you're about to do something that everybody else isn't doing, or so you think, <laughs> a lot of times we get ourselves worked up about this stuff and like everybody's going to be drinking. And when you actually, I was just talking about this to a, a client the other day. Um, when you stop and you start cutting, working on cutting back or take a break, you will notice that people actually aren't drinking as much as you think they are. <laughs> well, for me, it was like that anyway. And it was like that for her too. It's like, I was the ringleader. I was the pusher. And so I was explicitly putting pressure on people. I did that. And I own that. Um, I've apologized to my friends for that in years past. Um, but when, when you're not doing that, you'll notice that a lot of other people just be like, oh, I'll have something else too. I'll have a diet Coke. I'll have a mocktail. I'll have just have some decaf tea or whatever it is. Right. Um, it's not as bad as you think it'll be. So, but you want to be prepared for that and be willing to hear your mind and know that that implicit pressure is probably going to be coming if you're going to be doing something different than you normally do. And hopefully this podcast will help you remember that. Um, I always like to think about the situation before I'm in it and have a plan. Like I'm probably going to be a little nervous about this. I'm probably going to you know, be creating my own internal pressure on myself that I'll be different from people. And that's okay. I'm going to notice it. And I'm going to move forward anyway.
It's okay to be uncomfortable. The more practice you do that and the more times you say no and you put yourself in those situations, the easier it comes. For me now, when I'm at an all-inclusive adults only (laughs) resort in Cancun on the beach, I do not care. I'm talking to the servers and to my um, concierge person that's helping me put this retreat together about it all day long. I'm like, let's, you know, what are our options and talking through it and asking bartenders, what kind of non-alcoholic drinks do you have? And they're just, they're all very nice and willing to work with that. I have no issue. I have none of that implicit pressure. And there's definitely so far on this trip, hasn't been any explicit pressure about alcohol. Now I did have that experience here. The last time I was here in January, one person, one, um, person in a restaurant who worked there was very like dumbfounded. Like, what? What do you mean? Why wouldn't you drink? And just like, they're not realizing too, that they're putting pressure on you. They're asking questions, but that feels that is defined for you as explicit pressure. It's very clear that there's some pressure there from them for you to drink. And even just questioning it is pressure because that makes you question your own decision that you had made in advance And then you have to kind of defend it. And that is pressure. So if you do that to people, please stop. (laughs) You know, just stop doing that. Don't ask people why they're not drinking. It's none of your business. Okay. You don't need to explain it to people. If you're the person cutting back, no is a complete sentence. And if you are somebody that has in the past asked people why they're not drinking, please just stop. (laughs) Okay. Don't make people answer those questions on the spot when they are saying no to alcohol. Okay, it's hard enough, especially if you are in the very beginning working through this. Please don't, you know, know that people are on a journey of some sort and they've made the decision for themselves because they're grown ass adults and they don't need to explain themselves. Same thing around food. If you offer somebody food of some sort, dessert, whatever, and they're like, no, you don't need to push. You don't need to say, why? Come on, you always love it. It's the holidays. That's explicit pressure. And if you participate in that, it's not nice. Okay, so stop it. (laughs) But seriously, the same thing applies with food too. Like everybody's going around ordering appetizers and big entrees and desserts and all the things. You're at a holiday party. Everybody's filling their plates and going back for seconds. You don't have to do that. Okay, but that is implicit and can, especially around food and the holidays and our cultures and traditions and things. If you've made a decision to not eat something and then somebody says, why? or pushes you on that, just know. And you can tell them, like, it's not okay to just keep pushing this on me. I said, no, I can decide what I put inside my body. And I don't want that right now. If you're brave enough, <laughs> if you're if you're very solid in it. And at this point, if somebody was really pushing me on something, I would absolutely say that. Um, but again, I'm very well practiced. So I hope this clears it up. Have a plan before you go in. Know that you're going to have mostly implicit pressure. It's that internal dialogue that we put when we recognize something is happening with everybody else and we're choosing not to, and that feels hard, and have a plan. Work on not worrying what other people are thinking. I promise they're not so concerned about what you're ingesting, whether you're drinking or extra food or whatever. They're thinking about themselves having that drink or that food not so much you. And just recognize that no is a complete sentence. I'm good for now is good enough. I don't want any at this time. Thank you anyway. Anyway, what's going on with your kids? Like that's a great transition (laughs) to get them off the subject. And if you are a host 
hosting things or um, inviting people out for dinner or, you know, everybody is on a journey with something. Be, be sensitive. Don't ask a lot of questions. If somebody says no, say, okay, what else could I get you? I've got these things, right? Um, have options at your holiday parties of beautiful mocktails or a, a comfort station, a refreshing station where there's really beautiful teas and honey and, you know, different options for people instead of just having a wine table with all the different wines and cocktails out. Like, let's expand like and have different options here and i promise you people will thank you for it they really will because not everybody just wants to drink all night i promise like they'll thank you for feeling better in the morning and having alternatives available um there's so much more out there to experience and to feel than a buzz okay all right my friends i love you so much if you're interested in joining me on the next sober fun exciting alive af retreat just send me an email and say add me to the next retreat list and of course, you are also welcome to join a live AF where I help you let go of what of being a people pleaser and working on how to say no and to honor yourself and put yourself at the top of the list. So it makes this these situations a lot easier. And I'll coach you on the implicit pressures that we tell ourselves and all of it. So that's all those resources and tools are available inside Alive AF and you can join right now. It's AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF. All right, my friends, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. I want you to check out AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF. You know what it's like to have a desire to cut back on your drinking, right? You start to read books, listen to podcasts, try things, but you might not be able to yet put all the pieces and suggestions together in a way that actually makes sense and works for you. You might struggle with beating yourself up after an overdrink. You might get frustrated with yourself when you take two steps forward and then another two steps back and get overwhelmed with what's right and wrong about your relationship with alcohol. Your friends tell you that you should be able to have just one drink, and it isn't a big deal. You might be white-knuckling through urges and resisting instead of peacefully processing them. And you might struggle with your identity as someone who has enjoyed having a lot of wine or alcohol in your life. It's around you all the time. It's what you do and who you are. Well, after five years of successfully coaching hundreds of women through these struggles, I have created the Alive AF membership where women like you can learn the basics and what it takes to cut back and reach your goals with alcohol, whether it is to just drink less or totally quit. And when you join, you will get the exact framework I used to change my own relationship with alcohol and still use today that has led me to be alcohol free for over five years. You're going to get access to my resources, videos, and worksheets that have been proven to change and reduce how much you drink. Every day you can ask questions, share your obstacles, and get coaching and direct support on the challenges you will face with love and no judgment. Also, you will get immediate access to workshops like uncovering your alcohol identity and changing it, how to say no to things that don't support your new identity or life or goals, aka boundaries. <laughs> a workshop called Creating Emotional Agency, and another one, How to Manage Your Mind to Succeed at Your Goals and More. Every month we have a brand new workshop. These workshops are filled with step-by-step -step prompts and instruction to help you create the exact relationship with alcohol that is best for you. My mission and vision for Alive AF 
is to be a hub of support and resources for women to come and learn how to do what is best for them and becoming more alive in the process. When you join, you're going to learn how to take care of yourself better, how to feel good and become more alive and go after the life that you really want. I want this membership to be affordable and an easy solution where you can get all the help you need in one simple place whenever you need it. So no need to go read another book, find a new podcast, attend a free webinar, or go down the path of piecemealing it all together. Join Alive AF and have it all there in one place for you anytime you need it. So go to AngelaMasenic.com forward slash Alive AF and enrollment is open right now. See you inside.